When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Talking City podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host today, Rich Fay, joined as always by Simon Bajkowski. You'll be delighted to know we'll be talking FFP because that's the only subject anyone cares about these days. But first, we'll be looking at Calvin Phillips, his future. We'll also be looking at any injury updates from Abu Dhabi and a little bit of a discussion ahead of uh, City's trip to face Tottenham, of course, next week. Um, just a, a pointer as well. We will be back on Monday for a more extensive look at that and potentially next Wednesday as well ahead of City's trip to face Tottenham on the Friday night. Sai, how are you doing? All right, all the better for seeing you. Fine, that's, I love to hear that. Uh, all the better for talking about FFP for another podcast. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, I was I was delighted to do it on Wednesday and then, uh, yeah, it seems like we've got a bit a bit more to talk about. Um, yeah, Stefan on, uh, on TalkSport doing... A uh, hell of a job, really, in explaining things. Yeah, I've got, got to say, we could easily have just sort of copy and pasted Wednesday's chat into here, but I guess there is enough to, to bring it forward. So, yeah, I guess I... Yeah, I mean, everyone's sort of focused on the wrong bit from Stefan's uh, talk with TalkSport, really. Um, I, you know, I can see why, because former Man City advisor says Man City will be relegated if most serious charges are proven. Is... Uh, is a bit of a, you know, a much sexier headline than former Man City advisor thinks Man City will get off most serious charges. But um, yeah, I think it's sort of the, the the strongest anyone sort of with such uh, background has been in saying that they think City will, will get off the charges or the most serious ones. So um, yeah, it was quite inter- an interesting listen. <laughs> yeah, like you said, that it does depend which way you want to twist it. Because from if you're not a Man City outlet, the mm. sexy headline is Man City are relegated. Sort of what is it? Sort of damned United. You won all these were cheating. Counts for nothing. You've ruined everything. Yeah. But if you look at it from a more neutral point of view, and without your sort of maybe if you you read agenda or whatever, it is basically saying, look, they would be if it's proven guilty, but they most likely probably won't be proven guilty or there's a, there's a likelihood that that might not happen anyway. So it is sort of the way that maybe, maybe it's more of a reflection of the way that wider media who aren't a Man City outlet report Man City. Yeah. And, and I think sort of the less involved you are in a case um, or a, a subject matter than sort of the, the, the less you're going to know. And so sort of, you know, um, I think that's my role. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Stefan wouldn't mind me saying this, but I'm, you know, we, we've been talking about City could be relegated or expelled from the league since since the very first day that charges were brought in February 23. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure Stefan will have been saying that from day one. So we we know it. The fact he said it on Talksport isn't a separate thing, but 
you know what hasn't been spoken about really is the um how difficult it will be for for the Premier League to to prove these charges and obviously someone with such a a background in that will be you know better placed to to say that than you or I you or I can say it and have said it but um you know to hear it so <clears throat> so cogently from someone with the experience that they've got um was you know is is interesting i think we kind of you know i was involved a bit obviously Stu was around at the time so that was kind of leading stuff for the the cast coverage but you know there was so much coverage around cast and and what city were going to get and you know the only kind of big article there was one one outlet that went big and said city wouldn't get um city would be punished and it'd be a one-year ban and then that wasn't proven correct. So I think it kind of became clear around all the cast coverage that this is like out of the depth of many, you know, your bog standard football reporting. It's not really looking at sort of who scored which goal and who gave him the assist and who's in form. It's an entirely different world. And, it, you know, it's been hard as sort of someone who's used to those match, writing those match reports to get your head around everything that's going on and you know you're quite good at saying who scored goals and stuff aren't you that's that's your area of expertise I've improved at working out who scores goals yeah um it, so it, it, it yeah is, i guess that's the whole point isn't it is it is that a lot of the chat and a lot of discussion a lot of the the actual case is beyond most people to actually to to drive an actual opinion or give proper insight on it and of course there's obviously just so much so much <laughs> to still decide with it all and there's still so many cogs and so much mitigation to it all there's so many different loopholes different various stages it has to get to as well and then I mean yeah it, it is I mean how do you find actually talking about it on a sort of daily daily basis as a reporter do you find it tedious at this point or still interesting I mean it's, it's like I said because it's from it's driven quite a lot from external outlets who don't maybe cover city in depth day to day it's one of the only ways that so they do get coverage often, isn't it? Is because because they're so good on the pitch that the off the field issues are, are maybe more appealing to wider fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, it will be of no surprise to you, but I'm a bit of a nerd, so I quite enjoy this kind of thing, and it is refreshing to take something on um, that is slightly different from your sort of your daily football football life. Um, and you know, it's really interesting speaking to to Stefan and other people. Um, who have kind of a legal background with interest in the case, um, or or an academic background with with interest in in the case, and also you know these charges are unprecedented, so nobody knows what's going to happen. Really, all you can do is kind of give it your best educated guess based on your you know information, and it, it's been a a learning curve to try and build up that that pack of information. I yeah, I sort of. I'm aware that as kind of city reporter for the MEN, I will cover, have covered these things in more detail than, than most. Um, and so I kind of understand why there are still sort of certain tropes thrown about, about you. Oh, city were guilty at Cass anyway, and things like that. But it's sort of slightly frustrating that, um, 
so you know City were fined at Cass, but they were fined for not cooperating with an investigation that the court ruled, you know, City had merit in saying that um, there were leaks coming out. So why would you cooperate with an investigation that you thought was flawed and was leaking? And you were fairly sure was was leaking against you. Um, I am always a bit on edge about reporting, about talking about um, this kind of stuff, just because I don't know it. You know, in the same way that I would be unsure about talking about, you know, how Tiger Woods won his thirteenth major, because I, I, you know, I couldn't even tell you which course it was. So. It's uh, none of us like to speak about things that we know nothing about. Um, and the challenge when it's a subject like this, it is so like said, unprecedented and so above and beyond football and what happens on the pitch that to make quite a bold statement on it, you need to be watertight, don't you, as well, from a sort of journalistic point of view. You can't just be throwing accusations or this guy told me this, so it might be true. They can't be because, like, even in a, a jovial sense, in sort of transfers, if an agent tells you something that might not be 100% true, you could kind of still run it and say, well, he told me this. But with a legal case like this, you would have to have it from a number of different sources and you would have to be certain because of the role you're in and because of the sort of legality of it all that anything you throw forward would have to be watertight, wouldn't it, as well? Which I think sometimes isn't always... Ref- Maybe sometimes from the outside, people don't kind of realise that, that, look, there's a there's a hell of a lot on the line here as well in terms of what you can report. So sometimes you can see why when someone's asked to do a story on it, and like you said, they might not have full sort of details or insight or even a new angle on the story. They might repeat some of these previous sort of tropes and trivial sort of bits that aren't quite accurate on, on it as well. And it sort of all sort of snowballs into sort of pushing this agenda that doesn't really exist or pushing this narrative that's not really there as well. Yeah, I think there are two aspects to it. I think the, the first aspect is, is yeah, you, you do need a lot of checks. And I think, you know, there are a lot of people who have maybe alluded to the fact that it will be hard for the Premier League to claim to sort of prove the most pressing, um, the, the most serious claims. And, uh, and I'd kind of include myself in that, but it, it's another thing to say, therefore, I think City will get off because, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be confident enough to have, you know, be able to say that based on prior knowledge and information and background and everything like that. And I think, you know, certain um, figure, other figures um, would and have done similar. Um, so in that respect, you know, that's why I say like Stefan's gone further than anyone and, and, you know, absolutely fair play to him with his expertise and, uh, it's nice to see him sort of getting the attention for, for the work he's put in. Cause he has put so much work into, into this kind of stuff. Um, I think the other thing is just maybe a case of people need to, you know, if you are a leading voice or a big voice in the debate, then you need to kind of understand, say, the cast situation, why City got fined or something like that. That's an obvious one where it's like, yeah, but they were guilty. And it's like, well, well, no, they, they paid a fine for, you know, non-cooperation, but you need to understand why and what non-cooperation means and those kind of things before you then just say City are guilty. So I think there's a few kind of broad strokes that are sort of, you know, smear the the overall picture, but also it is just 
very very hard for for everyone to get for anyone to get a handle on on everything it, it takes time you know i saw um john cross the mirrors reporter saying you know if you're commenting on everton or whatever read read the 100 page document that sets out exactly what they did or what the panel thinks they they did because it will make a difference in in how you how you judge things but it it does take take time and for many people they just kind of accept summaries or what someone else has said and you know the the these kind of stories are useful in kind of reaffirming that a you both a you you really do need to sort of look at these things yourself and b it is really helpful to take advice from people who know more about them these things than you well i think that is probably all for for part one today we are doing a bit of a condensed podcast because Nothing's really happened this week. Um, but we will be back after the short break to bring you all the latest transfer news. And as we said, the latest from Abu Dhabi as well. Welcome back to the Talking City podcast then from the Manchester Evening News. That's enough for FFP for, for this week at least. Like I said, we'll be back on Monday where you can get more of that from some Simon. I know he's eager to talk about FFP once again. He also loves to talk about Calvin Phillips though. If you had to name your two special subjects on on Mastermind, it would be FFP followed by uh, Calvin Phillips. What's the latest on him then, Si? West Ham, the latest team linked with a move. City aren't just in the market to get rid of him for free. They're not just going to write him off. They still need someone to to match that valuation of of him. Obviously, he's got his personal interest in in leaving the club ahead of the European Championships, try get an England place solidified. But what what is the latest on him? Can you still see him leaving in the sort of next week and a half? Uh, I think I sort of more expecting him to leave now than I was maybe on Monday. Monday, it kind of felt a bit like, mm, I don't know if he'll end up staying because will anyone pay the, the fees? And yeah. <clears throat> City don't have too much kind of motivation to get to get, to get get rid of him. Um, you know, interest has picked up a bit this week, um, despite Newcastle sort of drawing a line in the sand even Newcastle drawing a line in the sand it's a bit of gamesmanship it's a bit of you know we're not going to do terms on the current terms which there's every chance that the current terms could be moved so in which case you will do business so I I, I think yeah I think um, at the start of the month he was expected to go I think over the past few weeks it's kind of been a bit of movement towards that or you know not as much progress was made as had been hoped because this is a you know this is a guy that wants to play and solidify his place to the Euros so kind of it's on him to get a move as soon as possible so it's a bit weird that you know he's still still around January the 19th but that I suppose speaks to the um the complications of sort of pleasing three parties in a deal yeah uh Fresh transfer news as well. I know this is any sort of tidbit, but you wrote today that City could potentially uh, land a little bit of a windfall if is it Morgan Rogers goes to Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. They um, they sold him, bought him in 2019 uh, for four million. They sold him to Middlesbrough uh, last summer uh, for significantly less than four million. But they do have um, quite a sort of relatively big sell-on fee, which they they tend to do when they sell youngsters for, for low fees. They did it with um, Deer and Mabude uh, this summer as well. When it's a low sort of fee up front, they tend to put a big um, sell on. on. Uh, so, yeah, news broke, I think, on Thursday night that um, 
Aston Villa want to sign Rogers. So if Aston Villa do do sign him from uh, from Middlesbrough, then um, see we'll get a small a small chunk, and you know Ferran Soriano will will count every penny of it. Yeah, again, it's sort of it evidence of the money-making machine City have turned their academy into, isn't it? I know we've spoken about the massive fees, but even those who don't go for sort of these headline figures, there's still good business being done there and saying, look, we can let them go cheap now and there's the potential to to earn that back really in, in the future if you do so, which is another one of those. I mean, I'm not even going to get you to sort of comment on the signing of Mexican youth international Alex Alcala um, from, from LA Galaxy, but... Again, City making these sort of little strides in the future. Look forward to seeing where he ends up in maybe two or three years. Um, again, there's always intrigue, I think, whenever a club signs a youth player, particularly someone you know from that you're just not aware of, really. And I don't think there'll be many City fans who could give you a, an insight or a steer on Alex Alcala. Probably not many LA Galaxy fans either who, uh, who, who could do that. In terms of the injury front than side, I mean, Edison is the one that sort of dictates the majority of, of the chat at the moment. I know, I mean, even from a sort of insight point of view, I was um, maybe a bit surprised to see how much interest there was in that injury update on him after the Newcastle game anyway, in terms of most read stories. I mean, it was one of the most read stories the MEN sort of did that weekend was it's Edison update because it is so interesting to, I suppose, fantasy football league fans as well as Man City fans. But what is the latest on, on City's injury front? Yeah, I think they're still assessing him. Um, I think because he's had, is uh, his time off? Uh, they so City players were off after the Newcastle game until they've all met up in Abu Dhabi last night. Um, so I think he will be assessed today, um, and they will then determine it. I, I mean, he was he was on the plane to to go out to Abu Dhabi, so I think if he if if it was sort of really really serious, he he wouldn't be out there. Um, there there was hope on on Saturday when he did it that it was just a knock and a bad impact injury it looked I think there was a picture of it that looked like it was sort of a a very bad flesh wound um which is bad but isn't as bad as kind of a a muscle strain or tear or anything kind of reminds like me of sort of Monty Python saying it's a flesh wound was that the, the <laughs> was it the Knights who say knee or who was that was it the the white knight or someone who had all his limbs cut off and said yeah. each of them were a flesh wound <laughs> you've got no arms left yes I have look just a flesh wound. He's definitely got all his limbs attached. If that's the if that's the exclusive piece of transfer news you want from from the MEM, we can we can give you that. Do you personally see him sort of even being risked then, maybe for that that Tottenham game uh, in a week's time? Or do you think anyway? Because it's a cup game, maybe Ortega. I think Ortega plays because it's a cup game, and, and maybe Ortega plays Burnley. Uh, you know, the thing is, he is a trusted number two. You don't want Edison to be injured, but Ortega is kind of one of the the most reliable keepers you could have backing up. The problem with Newcastle is that no one wants to change a goalkeeper mid-game. Um, so, yeah, I, I I can't see it being um, being too serious, but there there is that cover there with Ortega. I guess finally as well on that Tottenham game, City sold out the maximum allocation for the game in, in just a day. There'll be about 9,000 Blues there at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I mean, it's a really compelling time. I know, like I said, we'll get into that more in detail next week. Probably just because it's on Monday and if there's a Wednesday podcast as well. But it's a really fascinating one, that uh, Si, isn't it? And I suppose, do you think that's almost just as tough a tie as City could have got given the, the Tottenham hoodoo? Or do you think they'll be relishing the chance to to finally win there and to finally sort of get one over them? I think both. And, you know, I think if they win it, it will 
be seen within the camp and outside the camp as you know a major hurdle overcome in their attempts to to win trophies this season um especially with you know Arsenal going out in the third round and one of Chelsea or Villa's going out in the the next round um I'm just about to uh, speak to John Macken actually the the goal scorer in that famous FA Cup comeback and uh, yeah I was just looking this morning and City didn't win a league game in that season between November and March I don't think so probably the most underrated FA Cup comeback of all time isn't it yeah 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 yeah, like three nil down at half time and down to ten men. I remember watching it; it was amazing. So, will we get that piece before next week? That will be on the website uh, before next week. Yeah, with a few extra voices. Lovely, uh, John Mack, my first ever signing on Pro Evo Four, I think, <laughs> um, when I started with the default players. Um, so, a legend in my, in my eyes. I hope you do pass that message on. But that is all for today's Talking City podcast. As always, please do leave a review, a five star review as well, if possible. Like I said, we will be back on Monday for a more comprehensive look at all the city news. That's all from me, Rich Fay. Thank you very much, Sai, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I never get to leave. <laughs> Take care. And Sai will be here until Monday. Take care. We'll see you again next time.